Hi there, this is Harry and welcome back to Advanced English Lessons with Harry where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language. We help you with the grammar, we help you with all aspects of interview technique, look at business English, conversational English, expressions, phrasal verbs, whatever it takes to try and help you. And of course, if you need some specific help and you want one-to-one -one lessons, well, why don't you contact us and we can arrange to have a special trial lesson and then set you up with one of our teachers. So in this particular lesson, we're going to take a look at collocations and the collocations that I have for you today are connected with food and drink to do with taste and smell. Okay, so collocations connected with taste and smell. So advanced English looking at collocations about taste and smell. As always, I'm going to go through the list that I have for you one by one. Then I'll go back through them and give you some examples and situations when you might use those. So in total, we've got 10. Okay, 10 in total. So let's start. Subtle flavor or subtle flavors in the plural. Distinctive aroma. Distinctive aroma. To bring out the flavor, bring out the flavor. A bitter aftertaste, a bitter aftertaste. A bland taste, bland taste. Peculiar taste. To give off a smell. Overpowering stink. Revolting stench. And finally, to catch a whiff, to catch a whiff of something, usually. Okay, let's go through them one by one. Subtle flavor or subtle flavors. Well, often when you select or find or look at a new recipe for some dish you haven't tried before, you are really excited about how it's going to look and most importantly, how it's going to taste. And when you look at the ingredients that are required, as you read down to the recipe, you see some very interesting spices that you haven't used before. All of those spices together will add subtle flavors to the taste of the food. So when you finish cooking it and you can smell it, you give a little sample taste and you get those subtle flavors of almond or those subtle flavors of sweetness that the spices have added and something perhaps that you weren't quite expecting but you're really really pleasantly surprised because it really gives that extra little bit of something to the meal so you find the recipe you let your family know that tonight we're going to do something a little bit different you're not quite sure how it's going to turn out because it's the first time you've done it and when you see the smiles on their faces and the mmm the nice sounds you know that it's been a success and so they can taste those little subtle flavors of something different so the taste of apricot or the taste of coconut or whatever it is that you've added that will give that little bit of something special that will make it memorable and a dish that you will repeat perhaps time and time again okay so subtle flavors distinctive aroma well distinctive means something very noticeable something very special so when it's something's distinctive you can recognize it immediately so if somebody has a distinctive feature perhaps on the side of their face or on the head or whatever it's something that's easily recognized so a distinctive aroma is a the aroma is the smell of something 
So certain perfumes, the perfume that my wife prefers, has a distinctive aroma, a smell that you can get. So if you go into the kitchen when somebody's been cooking and no matter what it is, you get that aroma of coconut or you get the aroma of cinnamon or you get the aroma of some particular spice that she's added. You're not quite sure what the dish is, but you know instantly when you go into the kitchen that there's a distinctive aroma that you can smell. So, oh, that smells really, really good. I really like the, the, the smell of that. I hope it's my favorite dish. Yeah. Okay. So it's something that you can smell when you go in. The aroma, for example, of fish if you're, you're cooking some particular salmon, you'll always get that distinctive aroma of, of that fish baking in, in the oven when you walk into the kitchen. So distinctive, something very, very noticeable. The aroma, the, the smell that gets into your nose and really, really pleasant to associate it with the, the food that's been cooked. To bring out the flavor. Well, when we are cooking, we always want to bring out the flavor, particularly the flavor of the meat. So when you're reading the recipe and you see the various tips that these special cooks and celebrity cooks give you, it's all about bringing out the flavor. So, of course, anybody can take a lump of meat, stick it into the oven and roast it. But unless you follow the recipes that they, they give you, it's not so easy to bring out the flavors. At Christmas time, I like to cook the turkey. It's one of my favorite jobs to do at Christmas. I always follow a recipe of Jamie Oliver, a very well-known celebrity chef in the UK. Now, he has wonderful recipes, but he has a really, really great recipe for roasting turkey. And when you follow the simple step-by-step -step that he does, usually in the preparation, this is what is special about his recipe, and it brings out the flavor. And so for the last two or three years when I followed his particular recipe, it really brings out the flavor of the, the turkey meat. Whereas previous years when I'd cooked it, yeah, it tasted fine, but it was either a little bit dry or cooked a little bit too long. But in the last few years, excellent. It's really brought out the flavor of the meat. So that's what we mean by bringing out the flavor, doing something different, a little bit special, a little bit of sauce, a little trick that these chefs have that will help you to bring out the flavor of whatever you happen to cook. A bitter aftertaste. Well, some foods, unfortunately, when we cook them, may not turn out the way we had expected or intended. And when you bite into something, ugh, it leaves a bitter aftertaste. It makes you shake or shiver. So an aftertaste is a taste that you find after you've bitten or swallowed that particular food. And perhaps you have to take a quick drink of water to get rid of it. And I don't like that bitter aftertaste. Perhaps the first bite is actually okay, but later you get that bleh, aftertaste of something that's not quite so pleasant. So there are certain foods that can do that for you. For me, mangoes. I don't like mango fruit. When I bite into it, it smells nice. It's a nice fruity smell and the initial taste, but often for me, it leaves a bitter aftertaste and I just don't like it. So some people have food choices they like, some that they don't like. For me, it just happens to be mango and I get that bitter aftertaste. A bland taste. Well, there's nothing worse than having bland food. Bland means ordinary or 
tasteless. Okay, so you eat something, you might as well be eating wet paper, a bland taste. And when something tastes bland or looks bland, it's just nothing. Yeah, you've got no excitement, no interest. And perhaps you were waiting for something special described on the menu as something really good and tasty. And then when you taste it, nothing. Another, another bite, still nothing. So it's a, a bland taste, something like, as I said, tasting wet paper, bland. Now, when we use about taste, we shouldn't say it's a sweet taste or it's nice taste. We should say it has a nice taste or it has a sweet taste. Or we could just say it tastes nice or it tastes sweet. It tastes nice or tastes sweet. It's not it is a sweet taste or it is nice taste. It has a sweet taste or it has a nice taste. Okay. So just be careful how you use the English around that. So next we have a peculiar taste. Well, when something has a peculiar taste, it could be that it's just something you don't recognize. Okay. So for example, it might be a new curry and uh, you're not sure it's, it, the recipe says curry and you've put in all the ingredients that they've, they've asked you to add. You've mixed it the way it, it told you, but it just has a peculiar taste, like there's something either missing or just something about it that's not quite right. So ah, you continue with it. It's not that it's bad It's and it's not that it's it's got a foul taste. It's just a peculiar taste and it's just something you cannot put your finger on. Okay, so you might ask your partner to taste it and see what he thinks or she thinks. And they taste it go, mm, yeah, yeah, but why don't you try adding a pinch of salt or why don't you add a pinch of some other spice that will just change the flavor a bit and perhaps that will work. So you get a peculiar taste, not something you can immediately recognize or identify. All you can say, eh, it's just a peculiar taste, not so sure I'll cook that again. Or if I do, perhaps I might just change one or two of the spices because they're not really my cup of tea. Yeah, so a peculiar taste. When something gives off a smell, it usually means something negative. Okay, so for example, if you come home from that holiday and uh, you walk into the kitchen, you open the fridge and there's something giving off a smell, it usually means that you've left something in the fridge a little bit too long. Milk has gone stale, cheese has gone moldy, something there that just isn't right. So you hunt around in the fridge smelling this and smelling that. Oh yeah, God, that's it. Yeah. So it gives off a smell. So you're able to identify what it is and it gets binned immediately. So when something gives off a smell, it usually refers to something bad. Okay. Now it doesn't necessarily have to be food, but in relating in relation to food, it's usually something that hits your, your nose as soon as you come into the house or into the kitchen. Could have, it could be a piece of over, overripe fruit that you've left in the fruit basket a banana or something that's just gone a little bit too long. So you get that deadly sweet smell of the, the, the rotten fruit. So you just have to be really, really careful. It gives off a smell. Or if you walk into a greenhouse where there's lots and lots of vegetables and there's, the sun is very hot, there's a certain smell that you'll get in the greenhouse when you walk, you walk in. Yeah, so it gives off a smell. An overpowering stink. Well, a stink, again, is a bad smell. Like a, a stink is a, the smell of the shoes or the, 
training gear that your kids have used and they've left in their gym bag for the last week and forgot to put it in the washing machine, that will certainly stink, yeah? And that will be a very overpowering stink. But if some food has been left in the fridge longer than it should be or somebody dropped something underneath the sofa or behind the sofa and after a while it begins to smell, particularly when the, the, the summer days are long and hot. So there's an overpowering stink. You have to open all the windows and get some fresh air in very, very quickly. Or indeed, if you burn the meat in the uh, cooker, perhaps you put meat in, in the, the, the cooker and, uh, and then you had to run out to get something and you just forget about it. You meet somebody and then you say, oh my God, my God, I've left the, the, the food in the oven and you run home and there is your incinerated or your burnt piece of meat and there's an overpowering stink of burnt meat. It's black, yeah? So it's not something that you can really serve up to the family and you have to throw it out and start all over again. So an overpowering stink. Overpowering means something that almost knocks you out because it's so, so strong. So overpowering, really strong, stink, very bad, heavy smell, okay? And then we have a revolting stench, again, referring to bad smells. A revolting, something that's revolting is very, very bad. Stench is a really strong, deep smell, like blue cheese. I love it, absolutely love it. My wife doesn't uh, like it so much, but it's amazing when you have it in its uh, package or box, looks absolutely beautiful. When you open the box and slice into it, few hours later it's a really really strong smell or a stench of blue cheese and you know exactly what's in the fridge you don't have to be told by anybody but there's definitely blue cheese somewhere because you can smell it as soon as you walk into the house or walk into the apartment and you get you know for my wife it's a revolting stench she doesn't like it I like it I love the taste but the smell can be a little bit strong okay so a stench of blue cheese. And then finally, to catch a whiff of something, well, it's not something overpowering, it's not something bad. A whiff is an informal way to talk about a smell. So to catch a whiff of something is just, oh, somebody's having a barbecue. I got a whiff of uh, sausages cooking. I wonder where that's coming from. Or you get a, a whiff of uh, pizza so one of the kids has come home and they've sneaked up the stairs with the, a box of pizza and so you follow the smell into the bedroom and there they are tucking into their favor, favorite favorite uh, pepperoni yeah so you get or catch a quick whiff of food so it flows through the the apartment it flows through the house very very quickly so you can catch a whiff of coffee as you walk past the coffee shop you don't have to be told where you are you just sniff the air and you can smell the aroma of coffee percolating on in the coffee machine so when you walk past a, a any sort of a coffee chain you'll you'll get that particular smell so really really pleasant not overpowering but you catch the whiff of coffee and you go mm, yeah i think i'll go and grab one i'm going to get my americano Okay, so all of these are just co-locations and dealing with the tastes, okay? So relating to taste 
and also to smell. And a lot of the, the words we collocations have used in relation to smell are bad smells, because they're usually the ones we notice first. You know, we get a stench or a whiff or something stinks, something quite strong. So it's not so good. But they can be good smells as well. But when we're talking about good smells, then we use those words like aroma. Yeah. Okay. The perfume, the aroma. So they all relate to good smells, whereas stink and stench are usually relating to bad smells. Okay. So let me give them to you one more time. Subtle flavor or subtle flavors. A distinctive aroma. Bring out the flavor of something. A bitter aftertaste when you mm, chew into something that doesn't really taste so good, a, a bitter aftertaste, a bland taste, really a taste of nothing, bland taste, peculiar taste, something you really can't identify, to give off a smell, and usually it, when it gives off a smell, it's a bad smell, an overpowering stink, a revolting stench, and then finally to catch a whiff and to catch a whiff of something. Okay, so again, try to use those, particularly when you're in the kitchen and you're cooking something, you're opening certain packets, see what you get a flavor of, see what you get an aroma of, see what is a, an after, a bitter aftertaste or something that gives a particular or peculiar taste or a very, very strong stench or stink. Practice them, come back to me if you have any problems, I'll try to help you. And as always, thanks for listening, thanks for watching, join me again soon.